Hello and welcome to the Over Under Cheaters, the only podcast in the world that talks about sports and gambling. I'm one of your hosts, Knox McCoy. Joining me as always, he just filled out the perfect bracket. It's Jason Waterfalls. Is that true? Did you? I'm not kidding. All I care about is beating Andre this this year. I did. That's not, all it's about. I did not do that last year. Yeah, I need I need to do that this year. Okay, so you've been training. You're like Rocky on the steps. You're like this is the. I don't even care if I make money. I'm beating Andre this year, though. Is there money on the line? I'm in. There might be. We'll talk about that at the end. We're uh, we're gonna re- uh, resurrect and revive our bracket challenge from last year. I'm not sure who won it last year, um, and I'm not sure if we ever paid them. <laughs> we did. But uh, I hope we, we did. We did pay them later in okay. the season. Yep. Good. Uh, we waited for some funds to accrue. There was yeah. dividends involved. and Oh, yeah, yeah. We weren't super liquid. We're never super liquid. But once <laughs> we get liquid, we pay all of our debts. I think that's good. Yeah. Um, look, um, are, you a, are you a multiple bracket guy? Are you like no. one bracket? I'm one bracket. I just I don't understand the taking the different swings on multiple brackets because then you're just going against. I mean, you're essentially playing, playing the odds, especially if you get up to like four or five brackets but yeah then then you just don't believe anything you're just that's a that's a a multiverse dog you have an underdog bracket like what are we doing here you got to choose a base reality you know what i'm saying and i know marvel's like you know this is like dr strange number seven or whatever and all that i don't care about that i don't even like that okay sheet of integrity one sheet to beat them all you're my goal it takes Big my Golic influence. That's the only time he's influenced wait, me. Wait, was was it him or Greeny who had sheet of integrity? No, it was because he would do the sheet oh, yeah. of integrity. Man, I used to like that show. I'm not going to lie to you about that. I don't think I ever did. I think I had bad taste at that point. I had not developed think, good taste. I think there wasn't other, like, uh, there wasn't sports podcasts at the time. Like, it, it was either liking that show or liking your sports, local sports radio. And okay, they talked about national stuff. And I think that it was very reasonable to enjoy that show and they had the the jock versus nerd mentality so there was different angles being played i don't think there's anything wrong with liking mike and mike in the middle of their beginning to middle of their run towards the end it was pretty brutal but towards the end it was rough it was a tense hang i would say man i they feel like the uh, chain restaurant you know in a small town if that's all you got we Apple both know that very good. well yeah <laughs> But if you have other options, you're like, why would I eat at Applebee's? That's insane. I you literally know? ate at Applebee's last uh, Wednesday night or Thursday night. Did you night? get your tacos, man? I did not get the tacos, and oh. I did not get the Bourbon Street uh, steak. What did I get? I got the quesadilla burger. Huh? Quesadilla burger. With How was onion it? rings. Oh, man. It was filling. I only Are ate you a uh, crispy strings onion rings guy, or you want the big, thick, but, like, the big, thick daddy thing going Excuse on? Excuse me? What, what, yeah. what are yeah. the options here? You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, I like the crispy on the on the on the burger. Absolutely, like the light crispies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't like okay. that? No, I do. I do. That's okay. that's the preferred vehicle of onion rings because the other one, the the fry part falls off immediately, and then you're left holding like a greasy, weird looking onion, and it's like yeah, I'm not going there? back to Applebee's for onion rings. I can tell you that right now. Um, but gosh, it made me miss a blooming onion. I gotta get to Outback soon. Am Man. I just? Am I just like? <laughs> Captain Middle America. You are you becoming Captain Middle America, <laughs> okay, and you should own that be. corner. That's, That's not okay. fair. There's Outbacks <laughs> everywhere, and there's Mike and Mike everywhere. It doesn't mean you're from the Midwest. I'm so sick of people saying flyover states, and this is made for these people. People watch it around. People watch this stuff and, and go to these places around the country. I don't want to hear Jason. I love your anti-coastal uh, elite take. I love it. I think that's great. I think somebody one, needs to go the other way. You know, it's a somebody unity take. It's one country. Yeah. Just love what you love. You know what I mean? I would put the uh cheese fries and the cuckoo burr wings at outback up against any other appetizer situation thank you 
Thank you would you. throw at me. We had to go there for my sister-in-law's birthday a couple weeks ago. Um, and uh, we waited an hour and a half for a table. And then the dinner itself took two and a half hours. And um, it was six adults crammed into a booth. Still loved it. Food was good. <laughs> Food was really good. You thought oh, I was going to say it was miserable, but no, it was a good hang. It was <laughs> a fun time. It was headed, to be honest, because it, it started stuff. with we had to go there. Uh, so that was already an aggressive word uh, choice. Well, it was going to be that. Cheesecake Factory. And let me tell you, your boy was not excited about that. Yeah, same. Not a fan. Not a fan. You can't have a, can't have a thick menu. can't have 58 pages in your menu. That is that a means you don't cook anything well. So sorry about that. Let me ask you this. Hmm. How many loaves of bread were at that table over that duration? I'm going to put an over under. <laughs> okay. Are we counting the kids? We're counting the kids or no? Yeah. So okay, there's so six there's, adults crammed into a booth and a kid's table. And there's also six kids at a booth behind us. Okay. Oh, what a delight. Um, so we're talking four boys, two girls. Um, I, don't see, of I don't see gender. So, so let me count this up really quick. <laughs> bread. I'm, bread does not know gender. Bread, bread does it. It just knows deliciousness. Uh, I'm going to put the over under at eight and a half. You taking the over. 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 You had probably you had probably three yourself. I know 14, I would have. 14 loaves <laughs> oh of bread. That's what that's the only thing they have to offer you, except their condolences for your food not being here. You know? I know. So. so what's going on with the bread that they can pump that out, no problem. I know, I know. The Overrunner Achievers is a show intending to consider news from the sports world through the prism of overs and unders. However, from time to time we do discuss gambling in a variety of ways. Accordingly, we are not experts. We do this for entertainment, we do this for camaraderie, and we will always tell people to gamble responsibly. Jason, how we do it, man? How are we I, really doing? I am really, really doing well. Um, you know, it's a weird time, and I don't mm-hmm. know if you feel this way, but it seems like every single season, and I'm not just going to do a social media take here either, it seems like every season we're just getting more and more information uh, in the offseason for NFL, in the offseason for NBA. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's the, the, the lockout that has ended going on, so now there's players moving all over the place. There, There's a lot of... Sp- fun interesting sports coverage going on even when it's basically just the nba on right now until march madness kicks off here in a couple of days yeah i for one love it because the these used to be the dark times you know when you had to convince yourself into watching jazz nuggets at ten thirty on espn and i'm like i just i really don't want to do this but there's enough stuff buoying up the other sports that i feel like i, I feel taken care of you know i feel affirmed um, I feel like all the love and belonging for the other sports. So I'm really excited about it. And I'm particularly excited because, you know, as we record this, we are in the middle of football free agency. So a lot of people, it's not a super sexy market in terms of players, but I like, I just like the changes that are going on. But foremost among this, this is uh, this isn't even free agent, but uh, he's free agent in my heart. And we're going to talk about Tom Brady. Who, there it is. Look, so uh, I got a text message from Andre. I guess it was Sunday. And, uh, it was, you can attest to this, it was just my name with four exclamation marks. <laughs> what do you think immediately I thought this was about? Not Tom Brady? I thought, okay, here, this is always my first thing. I, I I thought my child had posted something inappropriate on my Instagram account. That's exactly <laughs> where my mind went. Does your child have access to your Instagram account? I mean, kids are savvy. They are savvy social media users. So. Well, Lo does text me sometimes, so yeah, I does. love those conversations. So she likes to grab my phone during dinner and immediately starts texting and taunting you um, <laughs> and me almost. So, so I just that I immediately thought bad things, and then um, I ran onto Twitter and I was like, if something significant is happening, like if Russia did send a nuke, I'll catch it here. That did feel like a strange thing for Andre to send. You think that if 
Russia sends a nuke, the first text you're getting is from Andre saying, Knox, with four exclamation points. I don't know. People act strange in crisis. I don't know. I'll Maybe think, that's like I'll his way of posters. Coping. We've got a whole new poster set coming for you. What if he was like, Knox, over under on zero and a half nukes coming your way? And I would be like, whoa, what's, what's escalated here? Nuke, so right. I found out the news about Mr. Thomas Brady, and I, for one, am thrilled. I was not really looking forward to... You know, talking myself into a new team, like getting hyped about the Chargers or something. Um, so I'm glad he took that away it's, from me. But just be clear, it's the Bills. It's always been the Bills. We are sticking okay. with the Bills. You can stick okay. with the Bucks. You know what? You stick with the Bucks. I'll stick with the Bills, and I'll see you in the Super Bowl. Uh, you probably won't see me in the Super Bowl, but I'll see you in the Super Bowl. But we'll we'll <laughs> talk about it. We'll talk about it. But before we do that, let's talk uh, over unders first in terms of Tom Brady. Really, and I think this is the point of conversation for us to talk about. How many years is he going to keep doing this? Because he did take barely, I think, 40 days to uh, be retired and decided it was not for him. Um, if I put the over and one and a half seasons left of football, are you taking the over or the under? I'm taking the over. I don't think that you come back like this just to have a fledgling year with the Bucks, And I know you've got a sidebar here for us in a minute. And I think that that's going to be interesting because what is this NFC, right? And I think yeah. he's... I think he's going to make his way. I can't imagine he's making his way to the 49ers this year. I will bet you not a ton of money, but I will bet you money because you and I have gone back and forth Mm -hmm. that you're like, he's coming back and he's playing for the 49ers. Yeah. I said, if he comes back, he's not playing for the 49ers. Right. I think that he's not on the move. Do you think he's on the move at this point? But I, that's why I say over on 1.5. I do think he's going to play for the bucks this year. Then he's going to do whatever the heck he wants, and that is to go save the 49ers from a year with Trey Lance. So, okay, this is great because um, I agree with you. I'm, I'm taking the over because um, it's weird because you're taking the over on a 45-year-old guy to play more football, which is insane. But I agree with you. I think it, you really have to think about what is his motivation for coming back. Either um, he – like his dad said, he felt pressured into it by the media. I think that's dumb. I don't think that's true. Um, I think that I don't think he wanted to come back to Tampa and I stand by that. Um, but I also think that, you know, I've seen some narratives that, uh, he didn't feel like he got the send off he wanted. That's why I was so like abrupt and weird. I don't really, I don't think I agree with that either. I think this is about, he wanted to play more football and I really do. I will go to my grave thinking this was a gentleman's strategic way of trying to keep playing football but not keeping playing for the Bucks by forcing the Bucks to make a move like at quarterback that didn't include him. So then he can say, well, since you've got you know Carson Wentz at quarterback, <laughs> I'd love to go somewhere else if you'd want to get a draft pick. So I've done a little bit of research, a little bit of reading. There's some rumors that the interim was about checking out on the 49ers because he's always wanted to play there. And from all reports and insinuations, the 49ers said pass like they did when he was originally. Oh, for real? Yeah, I did not were, see that. That's been the implication was he because remember his agent is Jimmy G's agent Don yes. Yee so yes. uh, not uh, very likely to be traded for each other not gonna be traded for each other but he was apprised of the 49ers situation because of how plugged in his agent was and uh, all the conclusions seem to point to the 49ers were like thanks but no thanks we just we don't want to go to Super Bowl with you you know we'd like to <laughs> just get destroyed here and then does that surprise you like Kyle Shanahan doesn't want a piece of that or he's trying to build for the future and nervous about his job or Lynch is nervous about his job or whatever it is. But like, how does 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 bringing in Tom Brady not secure you for a year longer? You can't get in trouble by bringing in Tom Brady, in my opinion. I 
you're 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 100% right and especially when you track it with the Niners wanted Matt Stafford. I'm sorry, Matthew Stafford. They wanted him really bad. They couldn't get him. They got outbid. So I assume they were going to be, you know, big game hunting and for someone to be like, "Hey, do this." And now the only other option is maybe they did want to do it and the Bucks were like, "We're just simply not going to do that with you." So we're just not going to trade. And that's that's a possibility too. So I do think he stays in Tampa and I do think you're right. I think next year he surveys the land and he says, "Who wants my services and I think he plays one more year and then I think he gets out after that. So um, I, I, I'm glad he's back in the league. I, I do think this is a tough Bucks team. I think they're severely limited from how we've known them the last two years. And I want to sidebar question you uh, Bucks total wins for next year. I haven't seen wins totals yet. I'm sure they're waiting on like home and aways and everything like that. Um, but uh, I'm going to set the number at 12 and a half. I think they won 13 this year. They won 11 last year. Um, so do you think they're going to be better than 12 and a half or less than 12 and a half? I'm going to put them on the over. I'm going to put them at 13 wins That's 13 and four. I don't feel confident in it, but I cannot bet the under and say that they're going to go 12 and five. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Th- like, so I, I don't think they're going to be as good, but I don't think the NFC is going to be as good. And then, um, I don't, I think that they do play Tamp. I mean, excuse me, Seattle this year. And Russ is gone. Not that, that was yep. like an incredible team or anything last year. The Saints, what's going on there? Falcons, what's going on there? Panthers, what's going on there? That's that's seven games right there that I feel I wouldn't say super confident about. But uh, between between those, I feel like you do get to thirteen just because of Brady. Yeah. Well, and so it's how important is Brady versus how uh, important is Bruce Arians? Because I I do feel like a, a component of Brady's frustration was Bruce Arians and a real sense of not being thrilled with the coaching job. And I, but uh, he picked him. He did. He did. I, I think the, uh, Bruce hasn't changed by the way. You, you know what I mean? Like, I th- I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just, saying I don't think I, he's fundamentally changed. I think av- after the Super Bowl win, the, the reports, um, yeah. were the work ethic really, uh, trickled out a little bit and he's older and he was basically like a walking dead corpse with all the injuries he had last year the coach <laughs> i'm talking about not yeah. tom brady you know so i get it i understand it I, you're right I, I think a lot of this is about because they do match up with afc north so they're steelers ravens Bengals, browns i think that's, that's a tough. that's a decent conference uh they are uh, also matched with nfc west so they're going to get rams niners seahawks cardinals um really i do think you're right this comes down to Saints, Panthers, Falcons. I think the Falcons are what they are. Saints, Panthers. Um, the Saints just play the books really well. I'll tell you that. I and know. I, think- I know you say that, but you've got to remember: different coach, mess at quarterback last season, and they still got the Bucks. I get that, but the coach is gone. Yep. It's going to be a new quarterback, almost no matter what. Even yep. in you know, it's it, it can't be Taysom Hill. If it is, then I definitely like the Bucks' chances there. Now with a, diff- with a different coach. Yeah. 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 That being said, I did watch the coach who is now the interim coach who is now the coach beat the Bucks at home with Taysom Hill. So who knows what that <laughs> is going to bring. But I do think Deshaun Watson looms over this. You know, if yeah. Deshaun lands in New Orleans. Um, Doesn't and, that seem like the landing place? I have no intel on that. It just seems like it's going to be Saints or Panthers. So it's uh, I think it's circling into Seahawks, Panthers, Saints, Browns right now. Browns, um, Browns are oh. that happened today. Uh, he's uh, meeting with them. Who are you? Who do you feel best about? Not like best about him going to, but who would you say you'd lean that way? Uh, I think it makes sense for him to go to Panthers. I think that's the most, you know, because he went to Clemson. I think that you can rally around the comeback story, um, local ish. 
Yeah. I, I don't know where he's actually from, Deshaun Watson, but, uh, you know, definitely played school at Clemson. But Browns, I've not heard. And then I did, I did hear today that the Colts are not allowed to – the Colts – the Houston Texans have not allowed the Colts to talk – to Deshaun or or not, oh, you can't send him in the division. That's yeah, insane. Absolutely not. So um, I like. But, I, I like mean, I'm Saints just saying that's Browns. another that's another team. Sure, sure. I, I like Saints and Browns a lot. I think he would. You like the Saints and Browns, or you think it's going to happen? <sighs> See, I it's, it's not going to happen with the Browns. You don't think so? No. I think like you got to start making big moves because you're, you're not, not a quarterback away there either. Uh, but see, I think uh, uh, the Texans brass. I think they really like Baker Mayfield. I think that's the vibe. So I could see like a like a swap with picks and stuff. Okay, and everybody feels happy. I don't know. It. I know you're not doing a bit for the record. I know you're not, but it's starting to feel like one because sure. now I have to stick up for Davis Mills and say, for you, Knox, <laughs> you've not been the biggest Baker fan. I've been more of a Baker fan, although I've not like vouched for him as being a Super Bowl winning quarterback without being a game manager. I think he's good. I don't think he's great. But what do you like if if you like why would you bring in Baker Mayfield if you have Davis Mills? You think so you think the Texans look at Davis Mills, that big dong neck and they're like this is the future. Let's go. Let's no, absolutely it. not. But you do you think they look at Baker Mayfield and they say this is the future? All I know is the management from the Pats, which is running uh the Texans now, they wanted to trade up to 2 to take Baker Mayfield in his draft. I know that. That's reported. So I know they're super enthusiastic. Now, they might hate him now. So, you know, I'm projecting a lot. Yeah, yeah. But I do think there is an institutional adulation for Baker Mayfield. I can see him, "Hey, let's run this guy on one-year contract. If we like him, we'll re-sign him. If not, we'll go dong neck." Um I don't know, but I I like the Panthers idea though, honestly, because the Panthers are desperate, Matt Rule's desperate. I can see them being yes. like 58 number one draft picks for Deshaun yes or no right now and they're just running through quarterbacks too yeah and I don't I don't think they're good I think he's coaching for his life and when you do that you make bad decisions so um I I don't know I don't know don't even know if he'll get to play this year so I'm gonna go under and that's a Bruce Arian short you're going over and we're both going going over on yeah um, I'm you're going under and it's probably the better bet because Brady doesn't play defense special teams or even coach up the offense but yeah um it, older it, team injury prone but nfc is is know, down but they just know the how NFC to win they, they just know how to win you're right and, and you're right the rams got i don't want to say lucky but they did uh, the rams 100 percent got lucky the rams used the clock was their biggest defender in that game because they yep. played well at first and then they just they were the the buccaneers were coming back now listen i don't want to like step on nfl preview shows but you want to know someone i'm short and hard next year it's the rams it is the rams <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think, in, I think in L.A. that uh, they might have a good regular season, but they are going to fall short in the playoffs would be my uh, my guess. Yeah, it's going to be a big, uh, uh, I don't know, like a freshman 15 year. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, this was a great year last year, though, wasn't it? Don't worry about this. Uh, okay, let's do second over under. We're talking about the NCAA tournament. Uh, I, specifically, I want to talk about the first round. I got to be honest with you. Before I tell you the number, I'm having a hard time filling on bracket. I it's have, tough. It's tough, and also, just full disclosure, full transparency, vulnerability, not seen a lot of college basketball. Watched <laughs> a little bit of Virginia Tech the last couple of days because they played UNC at Duke, and uh, that's pretty much it. So I have no expertise to offer here. You've um, not been keeping up with uh, one of my alma maters, but I didn't get a degree there, Ch- Chattanooga, UTC? Listen, that uh, basically half-court winner was tremendous. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was I saw it on SportsCenter. I haven't been paying attention to it. So um, I'm, I feel a little behind, and I want to talk betting strategies in a second. But before we get there, uh, first-round NCAA upsets, I put the number at six and a half. Six and a half lower seeds beating higher seeds. Are you taking the over or the under? So there's 32 games. 
mm-hmm. in the first round. We're not counting the first four. We're talking about the first right. round. The real yeah, nothing against the first four. four. Yeah, but no, yeah. I do. I do. Be better. I don't want to watch your trash on my TV. I know, but just tell me who wins this game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that being said, Notre Dame and Indiana are playing in that, so there are <laughs> some uh, immediate ties for me to be interested in that. Um, six and a half, man. Now, I like that you asked about upsets and not just buzzer beaters because right. asking how many buzzer be- – there are always buzzer beaters, but that can go both ways. The favorite yeah. could win, not against the spread. The favorite could win and be a buzzer beater, but then now it's not an upset, right? Yeah. So six and a half. On average, of- there's usually about six a yeah, year. That's yeah, the thing. So. That's that's where this line is set so well because I don't like taking that under of six. Right. Because I, I especially as um, – the uh, quality of the programs, they all kind of uh, trend toward the middle. Yes. Um, that's it's that's like the opposite exactly of college football. Yes. I, I think more, right? Because I feel like yes. it's uh, you've got much more variance going into some of these games. And like um, Memphis, Boise State, that's a 9 8. That's technically yeah. an upset. So, I mean, there's yeah. one right there that I, mean, I like Memphis to win that game. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's one right there. So you only need a, I don't know, six more and you've probably got a couple eight nines. You've got a couple, I don't know, um, seven, you're going to get a five twelves. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, you're going to get, uh, so are you on the over as well. Yeah. I'm on the over as well. Oh, I'm on the this. over as well. We um, so somewhere? as a, as I'm like picking my teams, I'm trying to like bank in like budget in six and I'm having a hard time coming up with six cause I'm conservative by nature. Um, but you mentioned buzzer beaters. Uh, do you have a, do you have a buzzer beater number you want to bet like a two and a half? Like a one and a half? I'll bet, I'll bet over on one and a half or two and a half. Three? Yeah, I like I that. Did, that's, I that's, saw, just about, that's just about 10% of the games. It might have been DraftKings. I saw buzzer beaters two, uh, at least two, to be plus 700. And I kind of wonder how they're – I wonder how they're that – that almost feels like a trap bet. I, if, if I can find that, I will bet it. But um, gamble responsibly. That almost feels like a trap bet because what is a buzzer beater? Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, so it's a very broad definition like buzzer can, beating. Can they, can they get you on that? Can can big betting get you on that? Can Mr. DraftKings be like, like take his monocle off and be like, you didn't read the fine print. You know, that's not a buzzer beater. What is your bracket methodology? You've got to have some upsets in there, right? Gut, pure gut. Pure, pure gut. gut. When no, I stare not, at the matchup, I'm like, what do I think is going to happen? Not here? logos, not mascots. Not no, none of it. Uniforms. I'm, it's pure gut and it always ends up being chalk. And I'm like, okay, that's not cool. You don't want to do that. But like, uh, like for <laughs> I'm, example. I'm so much chalk all the time. I know, and I, it's so stupid. I'm such like a like a tourist uh, college basketball picker. But uh, like I've got Loyola Chicago beating Ohio State because we're going to be in Chicago and that'd be fun. I think so. That's uh, not for the live happen. show. But uh, I know. But like I'm just going to put it down anyway. So like I don't know. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna like uh, uh, guess for chaos. Uh, do Ohio you like State, but, uh, Ohio State might make might make it two rounds. They might get back past Villanova. Okay, I don't love that you're telling me that because I already <laughs> filled it out in pen, but I will. I haven't finished it yet, so this is still sheet hey, of integrity. Ju- yeah, just just to be clear, my daughter won in in the house last year for the four of us. So you know, <sighs> could she beat Andre? <laughs> is that a possibility? You know, put her I, in the mix. <laughs> have I already thought about paying her to fill out my bracket based yeah. on just the names that she likes? Yeah, I you never know. thought about that. You never know. Do you have any first round uh, betting strategies you're an employee you want to talk about? No, I usually try to go about 80% chalk. Like if you try to get too cute with it, yeah. Um, I'm going to just try to find a couple of uh, smaller team parlays. You and I, Andre tries to coach us, but we can't put every single minus 10,000 into a parlay and just hope that it happens. 
but got we got to mix this up you? a little bit. But or could you? You know what <laughs> I mean? Maybe sometimes you could. they hit. They do hit sometimes. I think you know what I'm gonna do because I have like not a lot of feeling on the uh, tournament this year. I'm gonna go back to uh, I think y'all had coached me to do this last year and it really paid off. I'm gonna go first half unders, especially mm-hmm. in this first round because the idea is different gyms, little jittery. Um, points aren't going to be as easy to come by. Defense will travel well. Um, I parlayed some of those, like would put two together at most, um, or I'd bet singles, and that really that really worked out well for me. So I might go back to that. Yeah, and, and part of that is also like the idea that in the first half of those first games on Thursday and Friday, everybody's got a lot of energy, and, and like you said, it, it's hyped up. Yeah. But then it starts to get a little, a little loose in the second half, and I'm not yeah. saying to take the game over either. Um, but I would just stay away from betting the second half by itself because that's when stuff on Thursday and Friday, just even Saturday and Sunday just gets crazy. Yeah. I will say betting first half unders is not fun. It's not fun to watch. You're the one that does some of this stuff. Sometimes you are rooting for terrible basketball and sometimes you get it. And you do. And I don't understand why you do that. Sometimes you'll find, you you know, you're, you're the one that says life's too short to bet to bet the under. Yeah. And then you bet. I always bet the under. Like I literally always bet the under. I don't know why I say that. I think I'm feeling this. But uh, we have it. I don't know when this will come out, but we have an AUA Thursday night. Um, so I'm going to have a lot of bets going during the AUA because that's a fun oh. way to do the AUA for me. So, oh, uh, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, okay, let's do last over under. Uh, this is about the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't really love to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers a lot. I don't find them to be very interesting. Um, they really screwed me with uh, Raiders Steelers bet I had uh, parlay last year. So I'm a little, little uh, I don't know, snippy with them right now. But um, they are in a quarterback conundrum. Uh, and they just signed Mitch Trubisky. That, your words, so. not mine. Oh, oh, interesting. This is going to be fun. Okay, so what I want to talk about is how many different Steelers quarterbacks will start games this season. I'm setting the over-under at two and a half. And do you want me to tell you who's on their depth chart? Yes, please. Okay, you have the immortal Mitch Trubisky, Skitch Butitsky, however you want to say it. Don't. Uh, Mason Rudolph, um, Josh Dobbs, aspirational rocket science, scientist guy whatever and Dwayne Haskins national champion Dwayne Haskins um so how many of these quarterbacks do you feel comfortable in starting a game for the Steelers this year I'm taking the under I am taking the under emphatically now you will recall either on this podcast or in our text thread I said Mitch Trubisky will be a starter in the NFL again didn't I I'm begging you to not did did I say that (laughs) you did you did say it and who is listed as the starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. So you feel confident that he's going to beat out Mason Rudolph? Oh, 100%. Mason Rudolph is terrible. I will remind you that in free agency last year, no one wanted Mitch Trubisky. And then the Bills tossed yeah. him like a like a pity. Here's $2.5 million. I yep. guess you can hang out with us for a little Great. bit. That's a playoff winning quarterback right there who just got experience under the best quarterback in the league, Josh yeah. Allen. Yeah, a guy whose game he can definitely imitate on the reg. <laughs> the running part he can, not the strength yes, of can. the running part, but yes, he can. Mitch can run in a ton. Let me tell you where I'm coming from with this. I'll never forget watching, I think it was the Bears-Packers playoff game two years ago when Mitch wouldn't throw a ball beyond three yards. And at a, at a certain point in the third quarter, Troy Aikman said, you know, it's just I'm tired. I am just really tired of seeing this. <laughs> Honestly, Joe, I am. And I feel broken at this point. And that's what it drove Troy Aitman, a professional talkie sports man, to be like, I just don't want to do this anymore. I Quick sidebar. Are you excited about that Monday Night Football booth? Because I, I emphatically am. I'm really excited about it, but I kind of wish I wanted 
I don't know. It just it felt like like there was going to be a key party situation with like different matches, like different swingers, like heading home with each other. It would be like going to a key party and then like ending up with your wife, you know. <laughs> and it's Trey Eggman and Joe Buck, so it's like which I would don't, be wonderful. Which, which would be wonderful. Which I'm not interested. Both as married parties. men, that, that love, like that's more ideal, right? right. That, my, that's my what point I want. is. That's what yes. I want. Now, if something yes. else happens, is it exciting? Sure. But that's not what I wanted. I wanted to end up with my wife. It just felt like Troy jumped first and he was like, oh, man, I'm going to get like Al Michaels or I don't know, like Kevin Burkhardt or what? <laughs> what? Joe Buck? I, all right. I guess that'll be cool. You know, he just wants some strange and then he just got more Joe Buck. So they're going to be I like, Aaron Andrews is coming too, and Ken, and Ken Rosenthal. The whole gang and your producer and your director. And, and Troy's going to be like, what? Why, why, why did I just say Fox? <laughs> Did you see what he said, though? Fox didn't make an offer. They were like, our offer is no offer. What do you think about that, Troy? I don't know that that's true. I don't, I don't think know. They, I don't I, think they could beat the offer. I don't think they were willing to beat the offer. I, I don't. Agree. In my mind, I don't count that as no offer because yeah. otherwise they just have to go up. Otherwise, why wouldn't he take it? If they were like, he's going to make like, what, 18 and a half? I don't know, however million a year. If a they're lot, like, yeah. hey, 15, would you stay for yeah. $3.5 million yet less? Per year for multiple years, probably not. Yeah, yeah. That's Is that respectful fair. to encourage him to like? You got a great deal. You earned it. We love you. Yeah. Why, why would we do a counter offer that we know you're just going to say no to? I I agree with you because it's not like they're making this out like this was the office when Mike uh, or C. Carell left. And they were like, NBC didn't want him back. They just didn't offer him a contract. I think that's that's not what this is. I think they actually wanted him back, but they knew they couldn't get that money for him. So it is a little weird for Troy Eggman and Joe Buck to be facing off against the Manning brothers, you know, on the same same night, same company. I don't know how everybody feels about that, but I guess it's chill. Yeah, I don't know what the goal is with the Manning cast at this point, to be honest. And I don't mean that, like, um, it's going to fail. I think it's awesome. You know I love it very, very much. Is it just like diversification of product and screw it, there's a game on and it's going to be more about Joe and Troy and then it's also going to be more about Eli and Peyton and if we can split up the views that we didn't have before, that's okay? Maybe. It might, it, it, it kind of feels like uh, when Buffalo had Rob Johnson and Doug Flutie and they're just like, they're both starters but we don't want to get rid of them but we don't know what to do with them. So... They're just both going to be here, and that's just going to have to be fine for a little bit. So I think someone will. I think the Mannings will eventually force their hand. But I would have liked ESPN to get like Thursday night games, and the Mannings to do like the Thursday night games yes. or something. You know what I mean? Or a Sunday night or whatever. But as is, ABC know. ESPN is getting a Super Bowl in I think twenty twenty seven something like okay. that, and then starting next season or twenty four. I can't remember twenty three or twenty 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 three or twenty twenty four. ABC ESPN is also getting additional games besides just Monday night. Which so, that and that makes sense for why they had to gear up and like get some actual really good announcers. I do. I'm a little sad for Fox because I don't even know who who is who's the B team. Like who's going to step in? Please don't tell me Greg Olson. Please, yeah, it is. I mean, oh. they've been. He did. He did good. He's, he's did, fine. He's just. He's like he was. He's know. not a try hard, but he was trying really hard last. He's season. trying so hard. He but was he did like good, so and that's hard. his first year. I mean. You know, it's kind of interesting on the whole Romo thing because Romo's first year was better, in my opinion, than his subsequent years because you just get – it's just kind of tiring at some point. But It's just – his was enthusiasm. Greg's was just like almost uh, arousal, you know. He's like, (laughs) oh, my God, you see what that tight end did? Jeez. 
because well, Romo messed with everyone's mind, and like yeah. it did. In my opinion, it did unlock Troy to be a little bit more honest, but yeah. not in a Romo way. Just in like, hey, I gotta take, I gotta take a stance here and be myself. I actually like Troy Aikman a ton. As a I like commenter. him more now that he's gotten honest. He's like Mitch Trubisky, what playing quarterback makes me want to kill myself. I was like, that's the kind of commentary I want. Yeah, I don't but want it's just Greg. not true. That's the Greg problem. Olson. He's just like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. I'm like, what? <laughs> Greg's like, Listeners, I'm going to be horny for football, Knox, guy. <laughs> Knox is undoing buttons like Knox in a box here. No, that's what Greg Olson's doing. And I'm like, just call the game, bro. Like, I don't need this. I don't want this. Um, so so I, called this, I called this Steelers thing, first of all. Uh, actually, mm. I called the Mitch Trubisky thing. You um, did, but technically, if he I'm starts. I'm okay with the Steelers. I like Mike Tomlin. I like the Steelers in general. I just could not stand, ba- stand Ben Roethlisberger, and I especially couldn't stand him for like the last five years or whatever on the field. Like he yeah. just, it wasn't fun to watch. No, it wasn't. But it's like when your dog gets old and starts like pooping in the house, he's got so much equity built up that you're like, literally that literally happened today. It happens yeah, so, about every other day around here. So, but, but it's like your dog has all those years built up with you. Now, if you get a new dog, and you name it Mitch Trubisky and it starts pooping in your house. You're like, what's this? Because it doesn't have that equity built up. So when Mitch Trubisky starts ground balling interceptions, you're like, I don't like this. To be fair, Mitch overthrows. Mm. You know, you know, Mitch doesn't really throw. Honestly, he just (laughs) stares down and throws out of bounds. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking the entire Mitch corner, but I'm buying a little bit of stock because it's so low right now. Okay. Okay. This is your friend. I would like to tell you (laughs) tonight. I don't, I'm not going to put you on spot. I, you know, I know people process in their own time, so I don't want to make you uncomfortable, but I need you to understand you are doubling down on Ryan Tannehill and Mitch Trubisky. Do no. You feel, does this make you feel good? Do you think these are healthy Listen, decisions for yourself? Y- you know exactly what you're doing. You're backing right now. yourself into a take corner that you can't get out of. Okay? You're backing me into a Tannehill corner that <laughs> I did not die on that hill. However, <laughs> I was just had a. You know, you texted your way point. into that corner. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying I didn't on um, that part about the texting. He just—he didn't lose the game for it. No, I'm just—I'm not going to do a whole <laughs> Tannehill bit again. Um, here's the thing: two and a half starters. I don't think they make it past Trubisky and Rudolph for, for the season. You think they get down to Haskins? I think Mike Tomlin's going to be like, "Is—is is one of those other guys too injured? Do not put in Haskins. Do not put in Dobbs." I like that Dobbs is there, and there is no, too. there's no way he's ever playing, and know. he knows get it. Get rid they of know Haskins it. now, and just have Dobbs as your third. I think they just signed Haskins, though. They just signed him to a deal. So I don't know if that means. I just. I think well, like, he's getting. Somebody's getting cut. They're not going with those four guys all year. The, I just think the Steelers are welcome to quarterback hell, and they don't know they're in it yet. They think they're going to like manage it, but nobody manages quarterback hell. You just burn in it, and they're going to burn in it for a couple seasons. You know, the, the fact that they were like not interested. They've in been shot. burning it in it though. Like that's that's my point about uh, this entire thing is. I don't think they super upgraded. I'm not saying that, but they it can't be worse than Roethlisberger these last couple of years. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But there was a gracefulness to it because he had brought them a couple Super Bowls. You know, so there was a gracefulness be- from the Steelers side. Yes, there was yes. no gracefulness from the yeah. No, no, absolutely not. We mentioned we're going to have an announcement. We're going to so we did a bracket challenge last year uh, at ESPN. Um, we're going to do that again this year. Uh, I think we had like over 300 people uh, play and, and fill out a bracket, which is yes, great. Sir. So we want to invite everybody back. I think we're going to give $100 to the winner Whoa. this year. So is that really coming cool. out of my check? Uh, Triple digits? Seeing as how you don't get a check, I will say no. It, it will not. <laughs> <laughs> it, it will not. How about we do this? 
Okay. The winner gets the proceeds, if they occur, of you and me parlaying all the favorites in the first round. I love it. I love it. Until that hits, and then I'm like, I'm not sharing this with anybody. (laughs) (laughs) $100 to the winner. Um, I think that the winner will be as excited as Knox is to have Tom Brady back in the league. Yes. I was a little worried about you this year. I had some plans of who I was going to get. Josh Allen, Bills, that sort of a thing. I think I was going to be able to put a couple pieces together to make you feel whole-ish again yeah, with Tom Brady. It, it would have felt too too soon, and it would have felt like front-runnery. You know? I wouldn't have felt good about like, hey, I'm a Bills fan now, when I didn't feel like I didn't ride the wave with them. You know what I mean? So, But I also need you to understand. Mm-hmm. that you need to root for Tom this year. You need to root for him doing well. You don't have to root for Arians, but you cannot you, you got him back. Uh-huh. You need to be lucky to have him. You put your keys in a bowl. Yeah. Okay? Tom picked out your keys. You two are back together. Love it. Okay? Yeah. Just what you wanted. Exactly. That's what we all want. That's two key that party references for. for this episode. I hope everybody's <laughs> happy with that. That's the kind of take you're, you're paying for. And we're all happy right. to, to leave with the one we came with, just for the record, in case anyone else ends up listening to this. But for you, I need you to root for Tom this year because you might not have another one. Wow. Okay. So we had like a near-death experience. You're exactly yes. right. Okay. Let me ask you this. I was already kicking this around. Is the move to go back to Tampa and see a game, but just make sure it's not the Saints? Yes. Or is the move to go to Atlanta? It's a, it's a two-hour drive. It's not Atlanta. very difficult. Atlanta. Atlanta. But see, like I won't get to like revel in when the Bucks do well. I'm not going to be the guy with the Bucks stuff being like, ah, yeah. You know, I'm just like, I'm going to play chill. When you, know you went I mean? to the Bucks game last year, did you, were you wearing a Tom Brady jersey? Wasn't wearing a Tom Brady jersey, but we were in Bucks colors. You know, okay, we so that's were the same as, That's the same as Falcons colors. No problem there. Oh, yeah. I guess you're right. So just but, wear red and, just wear red and black. Were you getting up and cheering the entire time when it was zero to nine or whatever the heck the score was? I mean, like when there was a completion on third down, that was really like all we got, you know. So I was I was cheering for that though. But I just I thought I could take the whole family this time, you know, because Ashley has family down there, and like we could see the like the pirate ship and everything. I don't know. I, I thought about trying again in Tampa. I'm a big stadium guy, you know that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the play for me. Have you been to the new Mercedes Benz in no, Atlanta? Still okay. haven't. So that's the play for me. That's that's the thing that puts it at 51 percent of where to go. Is I w- I really do want to see a game in that stadium. Yeah, I do too. I do too. But I think I'm going to go to Tampa anyway, just because. Do it both. Do both. Double du- double dip. I love it. We'll maybe, they the play, maybe they Falcons play the Titans both at Titans too, and then you can oh, go there. That would be nice. I could see the God, Don't. Greek God of quarterback, Frantan. <laughs> I think they actually play the Steelers too. So uh, we could see the immortal Mitch Trubisky uh, face off against the other immortal Tom Brady. I don't know why fun. Mitch gets such a. He, he didn't. It's his he face. Didn't force him. It's okay. his face. All right. I'm glad you said that because when we were talking about Mitch a minute ago, I did have one last thing to say. When yeah. Mitch was playing in that playoff game that you were talking that, that you were saying that Troy was uh, alluding to. Yeah, that Troy. Mitch's uh, face wanted does... to commit ritual seppuku <laughs> and kill himself on air because he couldn't stand to watch the quarterback play that's the one i'm talking about i'm gonna have to google seppuku later um it's samurais when they cut their intestines out and they're like because they like they violate their honor and they're like i gotta kill myself now i love how if i talk about grills i get really serious and if yeah you talk about history it goes like to that different tone that you were talking it is your- yeah it's history knocks <laughs> history tone you know what i mean it's good stuff mitch trubisky's face is like a mixture of eli manning at the bad parts and Aaron Rodgers, um, like last season when he was on the ground and he was and his like face mask was pushed up and he was just like, Oh, what is happening? Yeah, like the what incarnation look. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mr. Biscuit just looks like every guy who's ever rear ended you when you get out of the car and you're like, what the heck? And he's just like, ah, 
ah, like that's him playing quarterback. Mitch, you know? Tr- Mitch Trubisky prefers chili over chilies over Applebee's. You know what I mean? Oh. Like he, he is mad when O Charlie's shuts down. God, I like O Charlie's, man. You like O Charlie's rolls? You said uh, they're tater skins, man. They're pretty sick. They're pretty good stuff. Tater I don't think I ever got anything else. Oh, yeah, man. You know, little, little uh, baked potato, potato cheese, skins, bacon. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm not mansplaining like potato skins to you, but they're really good at a Charlie's. I, I was thinking of tater tot skins, and I was like, "What are we doing here? Is this a thing? I don't know. Is that a, can we take tater tots and just take the skins off and then do something TM, else with them? TM TM. We trademark <laughs> that, so you guys can't have that. Um, okay. Well, that's it for this episode of the Overachievers. Uh, okay. So bracket challenge. I think we should this stop talking about the bracket challenge. Close. <laughs> we just never <laughs> finished where to go for the bracket. <laughs> So Let's we do will, first round upsets again. Uh, we'll link to it. Um, we'll put it on I'm Twitter. I'm leaving this all in, by the way. <laughs> we will. We might send an email about it. We're trying to sort out our email situation. Um, but make sure you sign up to fill out a bracket before Thursday's game so you can win a chance at $100. All right. So that, for real, this time is going to do it. Remember, uh, support the show. Subscribe to the show. Leave us a five-star rating and review. That would be amazing. Tell anybody you know that might like the show that they should give a listen. As always, I'm Knox. He's Jason. We'll see you next time.